When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Great to have your company. Peter Vlahos here. Sports Day on a Thursday night. And I think everybody is just uh, in the slipstream of the Socceroos glory at the moment. Just fascinating. It's a great event, the World Cup. Everybody gets involved with it. All different cultures, all different nationalities. You know, now you know why it's the biggest uh, sporting tournament on the planet every four years. Uh, just before we speak to our next special guest, just updating what's happening in the NBL. Uh, into overtime, actually, between the Brisbane Bullets and the Perth Wildcats. The Bullets lead 96-92. There's a great rearguard action by the Wildcats uh, late in that fourth quarter to take it to overtime. They're trailed by as much as about eight points with only a little time remaining, and they stormed home, and now we're into overtime. So we'll keep you up to date with that. But at this stage, it's the Bullets leading by four in the first period of overtime. Well, a man that's been a coach, a manager of football clubs uh, for a number of years. He was involved in the Perth Glory as the inaugural coach and as a man that played representative football for Australia. Unfortunately, never got to a World Cup. He played in that sort of barren era between 1974 and 2006 where so many tried but weren't successful. But since then, of course, since Australia has gone into the Asian Confederation, we're almost uh, there every four years, which is terrific. Even though this time around in 2022, there were uh, many who thought they wouldn't get to Qatar having to go through the qualification process in relation to the UAE and then Peru. Gary Morocchi joins us here on Sports Day on this Thursday. Gary, thanks for your time. Yeah, good evening, Peter. Great day. Did, did you expect that last night? Um, I, to be honest, I didn't think that we could beat the Danes, who obviously ranked 10th in the world, but what a fantastic day of celebration today with you know, all the, the video footage of Melbourne, Sydney, you know, Qatar. You know, the Australians have really celebrated very well. So it's a fantastic day for, you know, uh, the true football in this country. And it only happens in football. I was thinking about those celebrations. Like, you know, in Melbourne and in Sydney, uh, people came out on a working day at, uh, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning to view the Socceroos, and there were thousands at Federation Square. And I was trying to think if it happens in any other sport, and I don't think it does, which shows the passion when it comes to the national football team. Well, it's certainly the passion, Peter, and it's a worldwide sport, and that's something that, you know, there's some of the other sports don't have that worldwide nature of their, their sporting contests. And, you know, when you get pitted against an overseas team, you know, the people get out there and they want to celebrate and, you know, they'd love... To, you can't always win every game, but uh, it's great to see when your country wins and you see all that euphoria after the matches and uh, it's fantastic to even just be there with them and, you know, I don't know what the team would be going through, Peter, be, 
you know, they would be ecstatic. And, uh, you know, it's a full credit to them. They, they've worked their bollocks off under a lot of criticism, uh, especially, you know, they, no one thought they would qualify. But to go to the round of 16, that is some achievement. It is. Uh, when you consider there's almost 200 nations that start the campaign in World Cup qualifications around the planet. And here they are, the Socceroos, in the final 16 of those couple of hundred countries. Gary, this question I asked to our earlier guests, and I'll ask it to you. Uh, when Australia finished second in their group, now they take on Argentina, who finished top after their victory last night over Poland. Would the players be thinking post-match, damn it, we've been a bit unlucky that we've copped Argentina, it's going to be a tough match? Or would the players in Gray and Arnold be saying, this is fantastic, a chance to be on the same pitch as Lionel Messi and the magnitude of Argentina, let's take them on. Which way do you think they'd be thinking? Well, I think... uh on the day, any team's beatable. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, they don't, they've got nothing to fear. At the end of the day, they can go out there, do their best. Uh, if it's, you know, if it's not enough to achieve a result, uh, bad luck. But uh, they've got to the round of 16. Not many other teams do. They're playing at, at a nation that's probably regarded as one of the favourites to win the tournament, who started badly. So, yeah, hopefully we're not getting them when they're really getting into a good uh, run of form. But... Yeah, you know, I think the players just got to focus. It's another game, but they've got to play as a team and contribute for the full 90 minutes. You know, who knows? The ball's round. They may be able to get a result. Interesting, isn't it? And when you look at it, there's been a lot of doomsdayers saying that defensively we will leak goals, and yet in the last two games there's been clean sheets. What does that say about the setup? Well, there was a lot of uh, critic- not criticism, but justification because of the lack of game time for the two centre-backs that have played because um, Harry Sudo has been absolutely fantastic. He's only played virtually two games of football prior to the World Cup in 12 months. Going into a, you know that sort of competition with superstars playing and only having two games at a very low level as you're, you know, uh, you're training for the series. And uh, you know he's been exceptional. Don't be surprised if he makes a 30, 40 million pound transfer in the January window. And also Kai Rolls, who've come out of uh, Central Coast, he's been fantastic as well, Pete. He went to the Olympics, did really well with the Olympics, got a contract in Scotland, and he and Harry Souter have really knitted together. And uh, they formed the backbone of the team that actually hasn't leaked many goals, which is, a, yeah, which is great for the country. And they're quite young. You mentioned Harry Souter, you know, Stoke City, who he plays for in the championship. All their supporters are saying, please, Harry, don't play that well because they know they'll lose him maybe to a Premier League club or certainly to another club after what he's done in recent times so for Australia. would be a lot better, Peter, at, at Stoke <laughs> <City>. <laughs> Now, when you look at the golden generation, Gary, in 2006, and Hus Hiddink was the coach there, Graham Arnold was an assistant. We've had Pim Verbeek, of course, another Dutchman. We've had these overseas coaches. You can even go back to Terry Venables and, uh, of course, we were unsuccessful with him. The England uh, person, uh, the England star, as he was as a player and as a manager with Spurs for many years. Yet we've got Graham Arnold who comes out of Sydney, has played football for Australia, he's just a local and he's got a bunch of lads that not many people gave a chance to, yet he's taken them to the last 16. So, They've achieved what the golden generation did 16 years ago. What does it say? I know you've always been a strong supporter of backing localism, whether it be players or coaches. You've coached. You must be proud with what Graham Arnold has achieved. 
I think he needs to uh, really have a pat on the back, Peter. It's that fallacy that everyone sees uh, because the Europeans and South Americans are the better uh, ranked nations in the world, that the better coaches come from there. You've got to be given an opportunity to do the job. And, uh, you know, Graham Arnold has certainly done uh, wonders in the job. He, you know, he did wonders when he was at Sydney. He started at Central Coast and, that, you know, they, they did very well. So it's all about getting an opportunity. And just because you come from a lower country doesn't mean that you can't coach a team. And, uh, you know, full credit to Graham Arnold. He had a lot of doubters. He was under a lot of criticism that he should have got sacked before the World Cup. He certainly answered his critics and less hope that, uh, you know, the country can have other Australian-born coaches that are doing the same thing. You only have to look at the, the Melbourne City coach who's now gone to France to coach a professional, the first, I think, in the Premier French First mm. Division as well. So, you know, they're starting to look, you know, Kevin Musket has won the league in Japan. Angie Postacoglu won the league in Japan. He took Celtic from nowhere to win the league and now he's the King of Scotland. So... The Australians are doing quite well in that regard. So let's hope we get many more coaches doing the same thing. That's fantastic. Patrick Kuznorba, of course, the Melbourne City coach now, going to be coaching in France. So when you look at it, uh, they beat Peru, who were ranked fifth in the qualification in South America. Uh, They were beaten 4-1 by France in their first World Cup game, and they've taken out Tunisia and Denmark, as you mentioned at the top of the conversation, the number 10 ranked uh, nation. Does Arnie look at what happened last night? And the other thing that I've been impressed with, Gary, is that many thought we would struggle to score goals. And the three goals that the Socceroos have scored have been all-class goals. You know, Goodwin, Duke, Leckie. They haven't been scrambled goals. They haven't been with an ounce of luck. Okay, Dukes took a deflection, but that was a brilliant header. They've been class goals, haven't they? So we've also been a bit more comfortable that we've got the ability to score goals, but many thought we would struggle. Yeah, certainly the case, especially last night, Peter. I think Denmark realised that they had to chase the game and, uh, you know, it was a very good opportunity for Australia when that ball came out to roughly the halfway line and then it got played through to Leckie. It was two against two at that time and Leckie did so well to uh, hold on to the ball, still run at pace at the defender, jink one way, jink the other, turn the guy inside out and then a great left-footed shot that went across the goalkeeper and uh, tucked in at the far, you know, the far corner. It was a fantastic uh, goal and, you know, it didn't come out of the blue. It was a planned counter-attack and, uh, you know, uh, Leckie finished really well. And for me, that's an achievement that, you know, he's an A-League player, Goodwin's an A-League player. A couple of the A-League players have done really well. So, you know, maybe the A-League's going to get a little bit more credit than what, uh, you know, people give it. Good stuff, Gary. And as I let you go, do we start dreaming that we can beat Argentina if we do? I reckon uh, this place will go mad. Australia will go mad, won't they? I think they will, but uh, um, let's just put it in perspective. We wish the players very well in their endeavours on the night. Go out, do your best. And at the end of the day, if the best is not good enough, they'll still have the full support of all the soccer supporters in this country. They've certainly done their country proud. Well spoken, Gary. Thanks for joining us, mate. Enjoy the rest of the World Cup. Thanks a lot, Peter. Keep in touch. Bye. Good on you. Gary Morocchi uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, joining me in this special edition of uh, Sports Day, focusing on the Socceroos' incredible achievement uh, in the early hours of this morning against Denmark. Uh, let's just update the Perth Wildcats before we take our final break. Uh, it was into overtime, and the scoreline is uh, Brisbane just 
pulling away now, uh, 106 to 95, 106 to 95 in overtime. So it looks like the Wildcats uh, maybe uh, exhausted all their energy in that comeback in regulation time. We'll take a break. Don't go away. Sports Day brought to us here on uh, by Kia on SENWA.